Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Chris Lee. Commodore fans, on your feet, it's time to anchor down. Welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast presented by Dr. Jody Jones, DDS. This podcast is part of the 440 Sports Network. I'm your host, Chris Lee. Our guest today, Ken Seals. We have Ken, of course, every week during football season. So with that, let's get right into today's interview with Ken Seals. Ken Seals is our guest, as he is every week. Ken, of course, the starting quarterback for Vanderbilt football. Ken, rough one on Saturday. Uh, you ran into quite a team in Georgia. Yeah, we did. It's... um. It's disappointing, um, especially uh, looking at it from uh, the way we perform, not just the scoreboard. Um, I thought that, you know, they um, obviously have a lot of talent in that team. They're a good football team, but the score absolutely did not need to be what it was. And um, the whole team feels that way. And we know we can be better. So we're still there's still stuff to learn on the film. And, um, you know, the best thing about you know football is. We got another game next week, so we're um, we're looking forward to that one. But yeah, it was a tough one, tough tough weekend for sure. What was film study of that one like? Um, it was quick. We had forty seven plays on offense, you know, um, and not necessarily fun to watch because you know there was answers out there. I mean, it, it wasn't like. We should have been going three and out every single drive. Like there was, there was opportunities that we were missing, whether that be our execution or we just didn't see it. Um, different things like that um, that we can do better um, on our side of the ball. But um, you know, I'm, I'm sure defense, you know, had their coaches and you know got them coached up and stuff. Um, they played, well, had a lot more time on the field than the offense did. But I mean, it's just a uh, one of those things that, you know, not really looking forward to go and watch the film, but you got to do it, got to learn so you can uh, move on and put it past you. You've been through this once. You had a disappointing opening game. You bounce back with the win against Colorado State the next time. What can you bottle from that and take forward to this one as you get ready to play Connecticut? Yeah, I think um, we're taking a lot of lessons um, that we learned from the East Tennessee State game and going into this game with uh, those lessons obviously being learned now. Um, we know that we can be a good team whenever we're clicking on all sides of the ball. That's offense, defense, and special teams. Whenever we're all working together as a team, it can be really good. And we know that we got the guys to go out there and perform. We just got to do it. And I think at this point in the season, we've learned that it doesn't matter who we're playing. Um, it doesn't matter what team we line up against on Saturday. We know that there is going to be someone, and we're going to watch film, prepare for him. But at the end of the day, like we're just going to go out there and play. And you know, I think we can make whatever assumptions we want about UConn and the teams that they have, but uh, we are adamantly and strongly denying any thoughts of we can just go in there and you know, do what we want, you know, because that's, you know, probably the way that it felt against East Tennessee State. We know that that's not how it went. And I think this team kind of has a big chip on its shoulder now. 
um, especially after this one, because uh, it's it hurts. It's um, it hurts your pride. Um, it's you know you you look to try and make people proud, make your family proud, the people that cheer you on proud, um, and even the fan base proud. And um, it's hard uh, letting people down that you care about after one like this. So uh, I think the guys are ready to bounce back. And um, we're going to make this our best week of preparation. Um, hands down, everyone is completely bought in. No one's confidence in the team has wavered at all. And um, I think guys just are ready to go out and give a dominant performance. And that's what I'm looking forward to on Saturday. Have you looked a lot at Connecticut, and if so, what have you learned about them? Yes, uh, we we started uh, breaking them down yesterday on Sunday. Um, obviously, today was the day we watched film from this past game, and um, I mean they're honestly not that complicated. They um, run pretty base coverages, and they don't really disguise it too much. Um, they don't. They're not a huge pressure team either. Um, really just like four, four man rush and they'll, you know, occasionally bring a five man pressure. Um, but everything that we want is going to be out there and, uh, there's going to be different things that we want to attack and we're going through it now, but you know, it's, it's not super complicated. They play different teams, different ways we've seen on film. They, uh, they kind of go into games with some different, um, game plans, uh, whether, you know, it's the coverages they're running or the way they match up certain players. So we're going to have to get a feel early, um, early on in the game to see how they want to play us. And, you know, we got we got a ton of plays so we can go in, go in our uh, game plan and see what we got. Because, I mean, if we're executing and everyone's on the same page and everyone's communicating and owning our operation on offense, at least there's not much you can do as defense because, I mean, the plays are there because the plays work, you know, and. Whenever you got guys that are more talented than you, it's tough, especially, you know, playing a team like Georgia. But, you know, we are absolutely well matched to play this game this week and feel like we have good athletes that can go out and execute. And you know, the game plan is going to be completely open for us to use. And it's going to be my responsibility to make sure that. Um, I'm putting guys in a position to succeed, whether that be um, the protection up front, making the right protection calls, or um, getting the guy who's open the ball, uh, getting the guys, the athletes in space with the football so they can go make plays. So, um, that, and you know, it's as frustrating as it is uh, to go out and have a performance like we did as a team. It's It's one of those things where, like, especially me, like being – a competitor, you know, I want to, I just want to like go out and like do it again. Like not, not obviously not lose again, but like go out and like give me another chance. Like I want to go out and fix the things I know I can fix and go out and just try get it right. You know, I want to get it right. And not that I'm a perfectionist, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying not to call myself a perfectionist, but it's, it's just like, you know, as a you know, as anyone is a competitor, and people on here, you know, the East Boy Sports know that it's you know the the love that you have for like feeling the success of like your preparation and the 
the feeling of fulfillment that you have when something you've worked for finally like pays off. And so uh, it, it's a continual chase for that feeling. And it's not representative of wins and losses all the time. Um, it can be like getting through like my full progression on a read and checking it down and not forcing the throw. Like it's the, you know, there's small wins like that, that, you know, I'm ready to get back to it and I'm really looking forward to this week. So um, a lot of guys are ready to get back on the field and get this taste out of their mouth. Ken, let's grab some questions from the mailbag if you're ready. All righty, let's go. All right, our mailbag is sponsored by Sutherland & Belk, a family-owned injury law firm. If you or a loved one has been hurt in an accident, give Taylor or Russell a call at 615-846-6200. See what your rights are and if they can help. VU in Georgia says, why does this team seem to come out flat after every game? You know, I don't think the team comes comes out flat every week. Um, I definitely think that uh, we, we, we can start strong. We have started strong. And, you know, I think there has been games when we did come out flat. I think this week was one of them. But there's different things that go into it, and there's no excuse. But I think this team is growing, and we're learning a bunch of lessons, and we're learning a lot about each other and uh, ourselves. So um, there's a lot to build on. And I think every week this team is taking steps in the right direction. Um, I, I don't know if I can say that, you know, I'm happy with the – performance that we did on, we had on Saturday but I think we're always trying to take away lessons from every game we play and uh, we're always learning and taking information Harley Hog 44 says or asks basically who are the most emotional leaders on this team emotional um Davian Davis uh comes to my mind I think of uh Elijah McAllister um Bradley Ashmore those guys like it means something to them. It really, uh, it matters to them. And, you know, uh, Elijah and Davian, they're both older guys. And, you know, they've been a part of several teams here. And so they, you know, are getting towards the end of their time here at Vanderbilt. And I think they want to make sure that they are giving it everything that they have, especially, you know, being senior leaders on the team. And those dudes, I mean, they bring it. Um, and especially Davian, he's, he's been a great leader for us. And, uh, you know, especially last year, like Dre Mintz to me, at least, um, seemed like that guy and he's playing for the Broncos now and made the 53 man roster and we're all pumped for him. But I think Davian's, uh, stepped into that role that, uh, that Dre left and, um, it's, um, I think the guys are all behind it, but we absolutely have some emotional, passionate leaders. This season of the Vandy Sports Podcast is made possible by my friend, Dr. Jody Jones, DDS. When it comes to general or cosmetic dentistry services, Jody is the best in Nashville. And just check out his client list. It testifies to that. He sees movie stars, music stars, athletes, coaches, you name it. Jody is the dentist of choice for stars in Nashville. But he sees regular folks like you and I as well. And what people like about the experience is the ambiance. Someone described it to me as a tooth spa. I went in and looked at it myself. That's exactly what it is. It is a relaxing, friendly environment. So whether your dental needs are general or cosmetic, go see Jody. Call him at 615-270-2322. 
His office is located at 55 Music Square East, not far from downtown Nashville, not far from the Vanderbilt campus. Jody is a former Vanderbilt football player, a huge booster of Commodore Athletics. His support as the title sponsor for Season 7 is the reason we are able to do this podcast. Go see Dr. Jody Jones today. Thank him for his support of the Vandy Sports Podcast and tell him you heard about it here. Door King wants to know who the toughest defense you have faced in your career is. Boy, if it wasn't the one you just faced, I don't know who it is. They've got they've got NFL guys that are probably third teamers. So uh, if you've got a better answer than that, I'd love to hear it. Well, you know, it's actually not the um, worst loss I've ever had. I uh, in high school I lost the game sixty nine to nothing, and that was whenever we played Alito. I know. I'm talking to you know Nashvilleians, so they might not be familiar with Alito, but they're uh, whenever I played them in 2016, they uh, handily won the state championship and ended up having an undefeated year. And uh, yeah, whenever I played them, it was bad. Um, you know, it was it was a while ago, probably like four four years ago now, and so I don't totally remember what it felt like to play them, but. Um, you know, it, it was it was probably close in a comparison. <laughs> wow that that would that would be hard to take. I mean, and and I think if people don't know, the program that you went to in high school was one that had a history of losing, and you got them to a playoff level team by the time you were done. Is that a good way to put it? Um, I you know I I hate to you know act like I'm some I'm not. Definitely not a savior. The whenever I lost sixty nine to nothing, that was actually my freshman year of high school. I was starting on varsity for uh, Azel, and then I, whenever I transferred to Weatherford, uh, Weatherford had just went two and eight that same year. And uh, whenever I got there, that first year they went zero and ten, and then the next year was whenever I got to play varsity, and we went four and seven. And then my senior year ended up going seven and four. And both junior and senior year lost in the first round of the playoffs. But, you know, it's, um, I've, you know, always had to, I, I, I wasn't like Trevor Lawrence. I wasn't like those other quarterbacks that were like, you know, never lost a football game. I don't know what it feels like to lose. Like I've had like my fair share of losses in my career. And, um, I think that weighs on me a little bit. And, um, you know, I think about it and, I want to win and uh, I want to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to go out and get the results that I want. But yeah, I've had some experience with um, trying to bring teams up in the past and, you know, in high school, it's definitely you know, a lot easier than uh, in college football, just because, you know, the difference in talent level is so great compared to some players. And so, you know, I can kind of take over a game um, it doesn't really happen like that here. So I have to be very technically sound and um, employ my leadership to get other leaders on the team going. And, um, you know, I think we have the potential. We have the guys that can do it. So um, I, I hope to have the same success and type of story um, here that I had at Weatherford. NBA door wants to know what, I guess a good way to phrase it is, what are the common denominators between some of the unforced errors and how the coaching staff has addressed that with you guys. Yeah. Um, common denominators on forced errors. I'd say 
just, you know, making sure that I'm seeing the field. Um, yeah, there's really no other, that I see where the guys are that, um, you know, I shouldn't be throwing to the defense. Um, and just not feeling like I have to, I have to throw the ball somewhere or, or you know, before the, before the snap, um, seeing one coverage and then post snap when they roll to a different coverage, assuming like where I'm supposed to go with the ball. So just, you know, being, being loose, you know, I think that comes with, you know, playing, um, with a little bit of relaxedness. Um, and that's something that I got to do. And, um, you know, there's, and there's some turnovers that, you know, you are really bad and you wish you have back. And there's others that, you know, it's like, well, you're trying to make a play or, you know, it was not not what you wanted. But, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't the end of the world. But, you know, it's so the, the ones that, you know, really hurt you that you're like, oh, I really shouldn't have done that. But um, making sure that they're all the same in my head just any any time that you're giving the ball to the team and just handing it over is unacceptable. So, um, yeah, still working on it. Pedor wants to know how hard was it to transition from one offensive system to another? Of course, you've been, goodness, you've been through three offensive coordinators already, Todd Fitch, uh, David Ray, and then yeah. – uh, Joey Lynch, and and so you know, and goodness, some of your teammates. Uh, before that, it was Jerry Godowski, and before that, it was Andy Ludwig. So some of your teammates are actually on their fifth offensive coordinator. How tough yeah. is it is to go from you know, and, and let's just stick to Fitch to what you guys are doing now. How, what has that transition been like? Um, it's actually been a little bit um, more challenging than uh, I first thought. Um, you know, I didn't really think I, I, I hadn't really had a lot of experience with offensive systems in my career. And I probably gave myself more credit than I deserved about knowing football. But um, offenses can be like very different from each other. And, um, you know, it's still football. But I, I think, you know, it's um, uh, early on. I was it definitely was taking a little bit longer to grasp some of the ideas and concepts of this offense. But. I feel like now I'm starting to get the hang of it. Um, it's a pr- progression-based offense, and um, I'm, it's not really something that I've ever like been a part of. I've never done like progressions like on a football field, and uh, it's a different kind of attitude to approaching uh, the game. And so, um, it, it, it's been somewhat uh, challenging, more so than I thought, and really more than what you would you'd think changing offensive systems. But um, you know, it's 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 football at the end of the day and there's answers out there and there's a way to play the game and uh, there's a way to play this offense and I'm figuring out my role um and I think you know I'm learning more and more about it uh every week and so it's um it's one of those things where I I guess I wish I had you know like I guess you call it my freshman year you know and I get the year of eligibility back but you know I I wish I had uh, you know a year of experience with it my freshman year and you know this year I could be like building on what I learned but you know it's kind of it's a new system it's um uh, different than what I've run for sure but uh I think I'm learning every week and um understanding more and more how it's supposed to look and how to run it so it's um it's something that I'm slowly getting more comfortable with 
Ken, that's all the questions that we've got tonight. Any closing thoughts from you before we end the podcast? Uh, man, no, I've, I've moved on. Um, it's Monday night now that we're talking. So I've, you know, had a lot of time to digest what happened and get over it. And, um, I can say this, the team is very excited to move on and go out and, uh, chase the results that we want this week. And, um, the intensity and intention and effort level of everyone is going to be on 10 and I'm going to make sure that I do my part and I'm going to push those guys that uh, need it to do their part. And this team is going to get it fixed and we're absolutely going to get right this week. Hey Ken, thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next week. Awesome. Thank you again. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We thank our presenting sponsor, Jody Jones DDS. We thank our other sponsors, Sutherland and Belk and MyPerfectFranchise.net. If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, and that's how we make this work, please email me at chrisleigh70 at gmail.com. We also ask that you subscribe to our website, VandySports.com. That is $99 a year. You get things there that you don't get here. And, of course, please rate, review, and subscribe where you see our podcast. That helps us get noticed. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at VandySports.com. Follow me at ChrisLee70. And finally, subscribe to our Vandy Sports YouTube channel as well. Thank you for listening to the Vandy Sports Podcast, which is part of the 440 Network. I'm your host, Chris Lee. We'll catch you with another episode coming very soon.